2020 has been a crazy year. And I'm sure if you're a Christian, you're thinking just like I am. Is this the year of the apocalypse? Hey, I'm William Dyer. This is Dyer Conversations. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how 2020 is the craziest year of this millennium and exactly what Christians have dropped the ball on. So I'm not sure if this is the year of the apocalypse or not, or if Jesus is about to return here in the next month or two, but it seems like every single week something happens. First we start off, we got Ahmaud Arbery, we got George Floyd incident up in Minneapolis, we got Rashad Brooks down in Atlanta, not to mention everything else that's going on with the coronavirus, the lockdown, arguing about should we wear a mask, should we not wear a mask, is just this a government conspiracy or not? People are frustrated that liquor stores can stay open, but churches have to close. Then you get the peaceful, but not so peaceful protest, and we haven't even approached November with the 2020 presidential election. People are so on edge right now. Even Christians, I have noticed, it's like everybody's ready to pick a fight and everybody is so ready to be offended. But what I've noticed as well is that a lot of Christians, and I'm not trying to attack people specifically, but I'm noticing it, is that a lot of Christians are getting sucked into this kind of schoolyard bickering, little taunting fights online. So in this episode, I want to encourage you with one verse that I think kind of gives us an overarching concept of how we as Christians have really dropped the ball and how we've navigated 2020. Because I want us to make a course correction as we end the last part of this year and move into 2021. And the verse is this. Romans 12, 18 says, If at all possible, as much as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. So the first question that I have for you, if you're a Christian, is do you need to take a break from social media? That's a tough question to answer because we are so addicted in this age to social media. I had a lady contact me the other day, and she was asking me for advice about what she should do or what sort of advice she should give to her daughter. And she said that basically her daughter was getting harassed online by people from her school. She said, what do I do? What sort of advice do I give her? And I said, tell your daughter to get off social media. And you could have heard a pin drop. It's like she had never even contemplated that that's an option. You know, people actually can function in this society without social media. And I say that as I sit here creating a video for social media. But it is possible. You don't actually have to be on social media. So my question to you, if you're a Christian and you're seeing all this controversy going on and it's weighing on your heart and it's getting you to the point where you just feel like you have to speak out, you have to lash out, you have to post that comment or that meme or that status update to really just plant your flag there. My question to you is, do you need a break from social media? I know I took like a two-week break earlier this year when everything first kind of blew up and everything first started getting really, really, really controversial. I just took a couple weeks and just got off of social media. And to be quite honest, it was nice. It was relieving. And I bet it would do a lot of good for each one of you to think, maybe I should take some time away as well. Now, this leads me to something that I want to really encourage you about. And that is to consider the tact 
that you use on social media if you're a Christian, specifically in regards to memes. Now, don't get me wrong. Memes are hilarious. I love looking at them. I used to like posting them. But then, I don't know, I kind of got a little bit wiser and realized it's not the best tact. Look, here's the deal. Memes are created to be offensive. That's kind of what makes them a little funny, if you agree with them. But see, here's the problem. What if you don't agree with them? What if you see one of those memes that are posted by somebody who disagrees with you? What generally happens? What happens is that you get really frustrated inside because you can see the message that is posted on that meme is so elementary. It's so surface level. You know there's an element of truth to it, but if you were able to speak back to it, if you were able to kind of cross-examine that meme and speak other facts to that situation, you would realize that well, that meme really falls short in being able to explain the full nuances of whatever topic it's talking about. But see, that's my very point, is that if you're a Christian and you're posting memes, what do you think people who disagree with you are feeling and thinking? as they look at that meme. Now, you may be 100% correct, and that meme may be honest to God truth, but is it helpful? A meme in and of itself can never speak to the complexities of these complex arguments. So the point that I'm trying to get across to you if you're a Christian is this. I believe that sometimes we forget that our politics can create a hurdle for people to come to the cross. I want you to put yourself in a position of the person that you want to convince to become a Christian. Imagine if somebody who has a completely different political position than you, radically different, on the exact opposite side of the spectrum than you, started posting daily memes for their political candidate or their position or the memes that attack your position and attack your candidate and your worldview. Number one, how likely are you to actually keep them on your newsfeed? Second of all, you're going to get so worked up inside. You're going to get so frustrated at these memes and these little political jabs that they're posting that you're going to have no respect for that person anymore. So then imagine if that person comes to you and tries to convince you to become a Buddhist. Would you actually give them the time of day to talk to them about their worldview religion, whether it's Buddhism or atheism or Hinduism or some other religion that's not Christianity? Chances are you, you probably wouldn't. So why would you expect them, viewing all of your political memes, to then give you the time of day to talk about Christianity, the Bible, the cross? See, the course correction that I want Christians to make is this. As much as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. That is, you need to be one who's thinking about building bridges and not creating barriers. Contrary to what a lot of people might think, I'm actually very optimistic right now that this is a great time for the gospel. I'm seeing news all over the world of revivals happening in all these different countries. And I think that a revival can actually happen right now in America if Christians get their focus correct and make that course correction. Now, I'm not trying to create a false dichotomy that Christians can't be involved in politics or it's only about preaching Jesus and you never can talk about politics. 
Don't get me wrong. Don't misquote me. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am trying to say is that we need to redirect our focus. So let me give you some examples. People right now are talking about justice for this person, justice for that person, without getting into all the arguments on whether that person was killed because they were doing something wrong, or whether it was a cop going too far beyond his authority and actually killing that person unjustly, without getting into that argument. You hear somebody talk about justice, approach them and say, hey, you're seeing that there's injustice in the world. Well, let me tell you about the God of justice. Let me explain to you about how the God of justice dealt with our injustice and how we have sinned against him and how he dealt with it by taking our injustice upon himself and dying on the cross. Move that into a conversation about the gospel. No one can deny that there's racial tension in our culture right now. So instead of getting in an argument about white privilege or minority groups or white and black and Asian and, you know, all these different arguments about races. Why don't instead you approach the conversation and say, hey, let me tell you about the one who calls Jew and Greek and barbarian and Scythian and slave and free all under the cross. Let me tell you about the one who has created every man in his image. So my point here is that A lot of times Christians lose their focus on where to direct the discussion or the dialogue on a certain topic. It's not about getting caught up into the latest political argument or the latest issue that's going on in our culture. It's really coming back to the core of a worldview and presenting Christianity as a worldview that is objectively based on facts and reason and the one that makes the most sense to reality, and showing that Christianity is actually the only worldview that has the right answers to all the issues that we're seeing come up in our culture right now. We Christians need to be a lot wiser about how we're approaching some of these controversial issues that are going on in our culture right now. We can approach them, and we should approach them, but we should be more tactful about how we're doing it. We need to make sure that if we're going to discuss something that's going to be controversial with somebody, that it's going to be about the gospel. All right, guys, thanks for joining me for this episode. Look, I know everybody's got their thing and everybody's on edge right now, but think about how you're acting. Be more tactful. Remember why we're here. And let's see what we can't do to unite with each other, to be people of peace who are building bridges rather than those who are creating barriers to the gospel. I'll see you guys next time.